Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Don McClain. Hey. Hey, gang. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. You know, I guess I didn't realize that the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan wasn't going to be seen for an entire 24 hours after mm. we saw it. In the UK. Yes. Thank yes. you for a lot of Yeah. And now I'm seeing that people in the UK had mixed reactions uh, to that interview, which, by the way, had more viewers than both the Grammys and Emmys combined. Ooh. Oh. It's like 17.1 million, something like that. Mm. But... Uh, they're saying that it was both everything we had come to expect and not what we were expecting at all. Mm. And that whatever they were expecting from this interview, this was way worse. Oh, interesting, right? Yeah, it, well, it was much more than any, certainly than I thought it was going to be. I think a lot of people just thought, oh, okay, Oprah's getting together with her buddies and they're all going to talk about things that they've and talked they're gonna about They're going to be before. very vague. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that was not the case. Yeah. Interesting. You know, Meghan Markle um, was so, just in the bits I've seen, was so, like, calm in how she talked. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't... She was great. She wasn't rushing any answers. She took her time, meaning what she said, you, mm-hmm. and how she was delivering it made you sort of lean forward like what is she going to say mm-hmm. next but not in like a you know sometimes you have people in interviews who are doing the crazy thing and they're just and you're thinking what are they going to say next i think r <laughs> kelly Roseanne. sitting down with gail king <laughs> yes. you're like oh lord in heaven what's going to happen exactly but this glad, one yeah she was like seated deeply in her chair and just and thinking i watched mm-hmm. some of the behind this some stuff that never aired yet oh. i watched some of that too uh, which, by the way, I will link up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. Uh, she talks about her dad um, oh. and all of that. She talks about her half-sister um, and her half-sister's book. Uh, all sorts of stuff. So, again, Ooh, was that the part with um, she did on uh, CBS This Morning with Gail King? Probably, yeah. yeah. Yes. Then there are some people who are saying that Megan is a narcissist and everything fell apart when she came along and uh, took Harry away. Just over it, people. Yeah, maybe not narcissist. Maybe just finally someone who's like, wait a minute. What is this? Do you think that this is kind of whack? How? Yeah, well, they're mad because they're they're seen in their underwear right now. You know what I mean? Like as the as as a bunch of people who aren't allowed to feel. Oh. And be human. Yeah. 
you know, right, right. they always have to be the machine, put on the face. Yeah. Us Weekly spoke to a body language expert who watched the interview and then picked up several verbal and nonverbal hints that Megan was holding back when she spoke about the queen. Yes, so queen. She yeah, put me down. Did mm. Oprah close by saying, can I put you down? And then Meghan Markle jumped in and said, for a yes, queen. <laughs> Only in our wildest dreams. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that was a dream I had. Okay, yes. dang. Uh, was the, all of the teasers, all of the promotional <laughs> things were around that. Uh, anyway, the body language expert added when Megan uh, was asked about her first meeting with the queen, you could see her energy shift immediately. Another body language um, saying that her words came out stilted like she had rehearsed saying something nice sure. about okay. the queen. All right. Uh, another body language expert says that Harry's behavior indicated that he has love for the queen and prince william but he showed anger and resentment toward his father prince charles now i don't know if that's all to be believed or if this body language expert uh just gets excited whenever these things pop up because she thinks hey someone's gonna talk to me or hire me for this this is exciting now i can say whatever because i'm a body language expert uh-huh. sure but sure. you ever watch somebody like do you feel like you pick up on body language Mm-hmm. signals in person mm-hmm. yes sure i i i do to the remember we were talking about the um you can be like ultra empathetic or whatever yeah it is. The empath the empath thing mm-hmm. so i see all of these physical cues and then it really makes some conversations less enjoyable because yeah. then you notice the cue and then you inside of your head start saying oh okay that means that they're feeling this way and they're not talking about this and i can see all of it playing out maybe i what am i saying i'm a body language expert (laughs) what you're an empath empath. you you are but you're not because you don't take on other people's um very true this i have a friend who i mean she'll toss and turn all night to absorb somebody else's stress that they're not even feeling oh yeah let's say um let's say you have a family member in the hospital and you're sad and you're like i'm dealing with it the this friend will just absorb all of that mm. and be like, I'm so worried about, I'm so worried about so-and-so and what they must be going through and how can I help? And like, just takes it to that level. Mm. I just think that, I think, you know, some people are wired that way and some people aren't, you know? And some people don't care at all. At all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even look at you when you're talking. They're like looking at something else cooler. Yeah, I, you know? I do have to say, if I make eye contact for too long, I feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I was that's fine. Done. You got to temper it off and on. You got to look away a little yeah. bit. You know what? I look away a lot, and people will turn around and look behind them because they <laughs> think I'm looking at someone else. Oh, that's and I'm funny. like, oh no, I'm sorry. I just, I just can't I, whenever I'm trying to find my thoughts. I'll look off into the distance. Yes. Or look up or And they'll whatever. literally turn around. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, I'm shoot. so awkward. Bye. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> and I run away. She runs Bye. off. Don, Don. Stop looking Don. at me. <laughs> Can I put you down? It's because I've had, I, I get to be behind a microphone so much, I forget how to talk to real people. I know. I always used to say in meetings, like, don't look at my face because I have big expressions. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, don't look at my face. I'm not used to people looking at my face, you know? That is so funny. We all have our hang-ups, you know? We have our hang-ups. We really do.
What, can't have hang-ups anymore? We can have hang-ups. It's cool. Uh, we'll have a little more British fun coming up today at 10.15. Uh, Pierce Morgan. Uh, I want to punch <laughs> him right now. Oh, you're going to want to punch him when you when you hear the uh, what happened on the set of Good Morning Britain, which he is a co-presenter on, is what they call them in Britain. Uh, one of his colleagues called him out <gasps> live on air. Really? And Pierce had a little moment. So we'll let you hear a little bit of that. Good. A little bit of that. Love it. It's coming up. So that happens at 1015 at 1130. Today it is a Confession Tuesday. Yes. We're going with this one. Where do you lack discipline in your life? I love it. Where do you lack discipline in your life? Lots of places. We will dig into that coming up today at 1130. When we come back, we got a grab bag of uh, things that make you go, huh, you'll be... Glad you know these things by the end of the segment because I'll convince you of their merit. That's next. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. When did you get here? I've been here the whole time. Hey, I want to oh. talk with you about my underwear again, if I may. Oh, God. All right, listen. You know that I love my chill boys. They are bamboo boxer briefs. But here is what's happening. I've loved them from the first time that I put them on my legs. Instantly felt the difference. So cool and so comfortable so now anytime that i have to put on some stupid underwear Uh that aren't chill boys Uh i feel like an idiot you should you should they are a local company offering great men's underwear but can i point out steve that Mm -hmm. um ladies if you're tired of thongs making you feel like you've got a constant wedgie (laughs) might i suggest you get yourself a pair of soft bamboo boxers from chill boys i've always said that i would never wear a thong but i'll tell you this my buddies at Chill Boys made a thong. <laughs> I'd try it on. I'm just saying I would try it on. Hey, if you want more information, you can go to chillboys.com. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. You Steve, done? What are you saying? Nobody wears velvet anymore. What happened to velvet? A I think they do. Party? I think they do. I've, oh. I've seen a velvet jacket. Rare. Few and far between. My Velvet used like to be the go to. track suits. Yes, those are good. Yeah, velour track suits. They had their moment. Those are velour, I <laughs> velour. think. Velour. <laughs> but velvet, a go to for a holiday party, you yeah. didn't even have to think, what am I going to wear? I'm going to wear well, something velvet, a yeah. velvet dress, and velvet, gone. Okay. Gone. Yet another casualty of global warming. What am I saying? Random thoughts with Steve. <laughs> You so weird. Red velvet cake. That's Ooh, good. Yes, yeah, that never go. goes out of style. Have you made a red velvet cake, Don? Nope. Get on it, Come man. On, you no, make. Right, fine. I would like a carrot cake. Are you taking? Are I you do taking like orders? Carrot cakes a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Actually, I am going to be making one of those. Don't tell him. Yes. Do okay. carrot cakes have? Uh, is that a buttercream frosting on a? That carrot is cake? a cream cheese frosting. Oh mercy! That's, that's good. Great. So good, and it's like spicy. I'm so glad you like it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll bring some in for you. Carrot cake is, and, and what a crappy name for a cake too. Yeah. Are there carrots in it? Yeah. Get out of town. Have yeah, you are. seen Alexis's husband's Instagram? He oh, reviews he carrot cake. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. He's reviewed like 50 carrot cakes. It's hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, no. I love it. Oh, it's like zingy, zingy, and zangy. <laughs> Creamy. Sorry, Dawn. Ooh. Uh, right, anyway, uh, he's got fun facts. Yep. I'm going to start off with one that I, I read the first half of this morning, and I thought... Boy, this is stupider than normal, but I'll read it anyway. And then I read the second half of it, which I didn't even see was there. 
and then it got good, okay? There's a pitcher <laughs> named Mike Baxick Sr. He pitched against the late Hank Aaron in the game where Hank Aaron hit his record-breaking 755th home run. But Baxick got him out on another uh got him out at one point. Another one of his teammates gave up that home run later in the game. So in the game that Hank Aaron broke the all-time home run record, there was this pitcher named Mike Baxick Sr. who pitched against Hank Aaron in that game. But another pitcher came in and gave up the home run. It ends there, and I thought, boy, that's stupid, but I'll read it anyway. (laughs) And then I saw the second part. 31 years later, his son, Mike Baxick Jr., threw the pitch where Barry Bonds hit his record-breaking 756th Home wow, run. That's oh, interesting. Isn't that doesn't that go from super dumb yes. to really interesting? Absolutely. Whoa. What are the bleeping chances? I don't know. Uh the oldest photograph of a president is a picture of John Quincy Adams. Donna, what year would that have been? Oh, you're funny, No, come Steve. on. No, no, no. I don't mean like you were alive back then, but just presidential uh, trivia. 18-alt-1. Uh, okay, no. <laughs> Later. Uh, 1910. Okay, she is John Quincy Adams alive in 1910, everyone. I don't know. I'm not even listening to what you're saying. 1843. <laughs> oh, okay. I was close. What, are you like the lottery ball generator right now? I was 40 Just little balls. Or, uh, 18. <laughs> yeah, 43. kind of. Just yeah. picking something out of the air. Did you guys used to watch the daily number draw? Like, was that on yeah. when you were a kid? I didn't watch it unless somebody else had it on. It would interrupt the programming before whatever show was coming on at, at I think, 7 p.m., which was probably that. Jeopardy. It was, and now, the Pennsylvania State Lottery Daily Number. And One. then they would bring, yeah, and it was it would come out of that little bingo machine, Seven. you know? Yes. Yes, yes. And my neighbor, Debbie Anker, once won the Daily Number. She may as well have won a, 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 a yacht. I'm sure, I think it was like $400 or something. That you got. It was not a lot of money. Interesting. She was pumped. Cool. Grew up in a small town. Thank you guys for asking. Ah, you're welcome. Uh, Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Her yeah. great grandfather invented the washing machine. No. Now that's weird. No, she. No, that's. Yes. Oh, it's. Kate Upton. Her great grandfather invented the washing machine, and here's where it gets crazy. Her great grandfather, John Quincy Adams. Hmm. But no, <laughs> we we don't believe no, that. No, okay. we're not right. falling for it. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Knock it off. All right. That part was fake. Okay. Now this on dog feces. Uh, Donna, <laughs> you should be able to attest to the, uh, the validity of this. Since I'm guessing you didn't do it this past weekend. If you didn't, that means this weekend you're going to have to do the great poop pickup I've of 2021. Some, yeah, I've done a little bit. It's almost all gone. The average dog creates 274 pounds mm. of poo a year. <laughs> Mine probably a little more because he's, he's a beast. Honestly, what is it like when he does it? Is it offensive? Do you have to like look away? No. I stare at the dog when you do it. <laughs> do you have to look away? But no. mine is very dog-like. You would never mistake it for anything other than a dog. But your guy. <laughs> like, what about I Am Grant? He's got those two Shetland ponies. Oh, my yes. God. What do they do in his wow. life? Wow. Probably causes little craters. <laughs> Dawn, have you seen his dogs? Yeah. They're, um, they're human-sized. They're, they're uh, Irish wolfhounds, yes. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they, those he, are cool. he sent a picture. He thought it was a cute, innocent picture of one of his Irish wolfhounds and then dancing Steve with his. his nuts. They spotted me. They looked at me first. <laughs> Don, these things were like, whoa, buddy. Whoa. Massive. Like a, think of a boxing speed bag. Oh, really substantial. Whoa. And I th- but you know, when you're around a dog that has that big of nads yeah. you stop realizing it whereas everyone else who <laughs> sees it is like dude are your dog's nads okay oh my god they're all right you guys can i tell you a funny dog story yeah, yeah. so i was watching channel four yesterday mm. i'm sorry there i there was a specific reason that i was watching i was they're watching for something. there was <laughs> so i'm watching and frank and amelia are doing this serious story and then right in the background, their dog oh. walks in, huh? and he's like a big lab like my dog. Yeah, He looks just like him, and he's trying to climb on the couch, but anyone with a big dog knows <laughs> that sometimes it takes a while for the back legs to get on, and it was so funny to me, and I could see that Frank could see <laughs> in the camera shot that his dog was doing this, but oh it was my so God. funny. So then they tighten up the shot, and go to like a b-roll come back and there's the dog again you know like just ah! poking his head it was so funny God, to I me so are they still broadcasting from home they were yeah they were last night yeah, yeah. interesting right? when i look i'm just gonna say this because this is how we all live in the instagram life i i saw them one night broadcasting from home and i thought well goodness that is a very nice background like most of us are like, all right, put me against the one clean corner. Yeah. It looked like they were coming from the lobby of a yeah. five star hotel. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, look it that was way. really, really something. So really Frank pretty. and Amelia, way to go. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. All right. Oh man, what a journey. Uh when we come back, oh guess who started her guest hosting stint yesterday on Jeopardy? Oh Yas Queen. Uh, Katie Couric did, and then um, we'll give you the updated guest host schedule when we come back. And then um, stories of celebrities who are being cool to other people. You know, these days it can feel like we're stuck in our houses and looking for a safe escape. 
Well, good news. The Y is open and safer than ever. They have a helpful tool on their site that tells you how busy each location is, and they do extensive cleaning throughout the day. Plus, you can take virtual Y fitness classes wherever you like. And you can earn a free month if you join by March 18th. Go to ymcanorth.org. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, that was brought to you by YMCA of the North Summer Rally Days, by the way. Awesome. We love the Y. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Listen, get active. It's yeah. time. It's time. Time, Steve. You got to. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling really. You know what you should do? Jump on tomorrow. Just do some juices with me. Day one went great. Thanks for asking. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. I like that. I might do that for dinner tonight. Juices. I like to call them smoothies. I've been putting beets in there. Oh, I love it. In the morning when I just do one full good. beet in there. Wow. Oh, you actually buy whole beets? That's Yeah, impressive. it's been a good year for us. Feels real stainy. <laughs> you know? Super stainy. That's why the beet never took off. Yeah. yeah because their counters getting all stained in <laughs> their fingers. Oh, it's a real problem. But I put a whole beet in there, Swiss chard, kale. How's that taste? A banana, protein powder, almond butter, Oh, Greek okay. Yogurt. You basically have everything in there. Yeah. Love it. The I don't Swiss care about chard the taste and of kale. Things. It doesn't make it taste real great, but it has a lot of potassium, which you need to oh. battle cellulite. Oh, okay. Wow. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. That's good oh. to know. Who knew? All right. And you could also get beets that aren't red. What? There are non-red beets. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're like white. White beets, yeah. White beets? think so. What? <laughs> what? Why aren't they selling it in front of the white beets? Are you thinking of onions? <laughs> yes. Oh, dummy. Because no, I'm looking at them and they look a whole lot like onions. onions. you dingbat. Do you think they taste the same? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're really good. But don't bleed their color. See? They're albino beets. I don't, Why don't know. I don't know if that's politically correct. It's probably not. Um, Sorry. You know what I would it. do if I was Dr. Dre? Yeah, I know. I know. It's about my own life. <laughs> yeah. Albino beats. B e e t s. So yeah. he would have beats by Dre, mm-hmm. and then he'd have beats by Dre. Yeah, that's funny. You guys, that's funny. All right. Uh, good luck with that. Um, Thank just you, be careful on the calories, because even though you're getting a lot of nutrition, you're also maybe getting a lot of calories when you add the almond butter. I know. You know, I try to go heavier on my morning on my uh, yes. morning smoothie. You got this. You don't need us. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Katie Couric is guest hosting Jeopardy for the next two weeks. Mm. Uh, we do have a little clip of her opening up the show yesterday. Yeah. And now, here is the guest host of Jeopardy, Katie Couric. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Welcome to Jeopardy, everyone. It is such a thrill to be here guest hosting a show I've watched and loved for years. And of course, a real honor to help out as all of us recover from the loss of the truly irreplaceable Alex Trebek. Mm. I'm really excited to announce that Jeopardy will be matching the winnings from each show I guest host and donating that amount to the Pancreatic Cancer Dream Team from Stand Up to Cancer. So thank you, Jeopardy. Now let's have some fun. She sounds like she's going to do great. That's awesome. Um, So the last guy who did it was your buddy, Mike Richards, the executive producer of the show. Then Katie took over yesterday. She'll be on till March 19th. Then Dr. Oz, 
is going to take over from the oh. 22nd to April 2nd. He'll be, I think he'll be great, too. I think Dawn. they'll all be great. Don made is making lip sounds over there. What's going on, Don? I'm not a body language expert. I don't know how to do this. You what don't do you, like Doctor Oz? Mean? Fake news. Mm. No. Fake what about? medical news. Mm. See, but he then, did kind of sell out a little mm, bit for sure. Paid endorsements. Yeah, yeah. I know there was a big article yesterday <laughs> about Doctor Phil and BuzzFeed News, and they were referencing how Doctor Oz has gotten the majority of the brunt mm. of criticism around TV doctor stuff, but this BuzzFeed article was not okay with what Dr. Phil has been up to. Oh, really? Yeah, he's shady yeah. as well. Yeah. They didn't start out that way. You know, they really caught your your attention. You're like, oh, God, I wish he was my doctor. And Dr. Well, yeah. Phil, you go. You tell it like it is. And and Oprah's firm hired Dr. Phil during some... He, he was a part of a law firm and had a, had a psychology oh. degree and was a psychologist for a little while, stopped renewing his license in like 06 mm-hmm. or whatever. But they were talking about that in the article, how he started out, and you thought, I would like this guy to be talking with me because it was no-nonsense, folksy, he's got that southern draw, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, and feels like, like snap out of it. we all need a dose of this. And then over the years, how it has gone from that into, ex- according to BuzzFeed, exploiting vulnerable people for the sake of ratings. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was at UCLA and the students were very mad and complained because this was years ago, but they told them that the topic was, was one thing, like, what career choice are you going to choose? But instead, <gasps> when they got there, it was they sexual promiscuity on campuses. What? And wow. they wanted to t- ha- interview people and talk about how much sex so they were So it was like having. a bait and switch kind yeah, of thing. Like- totally. Wow. Which is creepy on many levels. Well, and then Dr. Oz was Oprah's actual internist, you know, his her doctor. And man, I think what happens, you get a little taste of this fame fame, and you're like, yeah, now what can I do now? Yeah. And then you've got, you know, producers around you who probably start encouraging, you know, some shady stuff for ratings Anyway, I digress. The rest of the lineup for guest hosting Jeopardy after Dr. Oz. <laughs> yes. Aaron Rodgers, oh. April 5th to the 16th. And then after that, we don't know yet. We know who, but we don't know when. Aaron Rodgers getting two weeks. Yeah. Everybody's getting two weeks, it looks like. Oh. Right? Yeah, everybody gets two weeks. But after that, we've got Anderson Cooper. He'll be great. great. He'll be great. Savannah Guthrie. She'll be great. She'll be great. Mayim Bialik. Oh, yes. She's very awesome. smart. Very, very smart. Uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Bill Whitaker from 60 Minutes. They oh, are I love all Bill waiting Whitaker. in this. I know. Sorry, guess. That's, That's Bill scam. Whitaker calling. Oh. oh. Hi, Mike. An angel or... just got its wings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know. I got an Apple Watch. I don't know how it works. I don't know how this freaking thing works. Oh, my God. All right, I have um, another story about celebrities okay. that I thought it was really cool. Because remember, every now and then we'll have like a waitress who waited on famous people. And then we'll yes. give us the dish on who was a good tipper, who was yeah, rude, all kind of that fun. stuff. Right. We have nothing but... Stories about celebrities being cool. Hmm. So, how shall we? Is this like a TikTok s- person again? No. Doing this breakdown. Um, let me think about that. I don't know. I think there are just three separate, just three separate oh. people just talking about it. There might be a video. There might be an oh, Instagram. So okay. 
So I know you're a big fan of Robin Williams. There's a former um, child actor who was in the movie License to Wed and had something to say about Robin Williams. So I'm an actor, but I was a pretty successful child actor. I did a bunch of movies when I was a kid, Nancy Drew and Ace Ventura Jr., the greatest game ever played. But I want to talk about uh, this movie, License to Wed. It was a rom-com with John Krasinski and Mandy Moore, who are also incredible and amazing people. But I want to talk about Robin Williams. In the two months that we worked together, Robin taught me everything that I know about comedy and professionalism and being kind to people on set. He was the funniest, sweetest, smartest person on the planet. I don't care what anybody else says. A genius and the kindest man. At the end of filming, Robin came to my trailer and he gave me a gift. It was a signed copy of the Groucho letters signed by Groucho Marx. He said someone gave it to him because he reminded them of Groucho. And Robin gave it to me and said it's because that I reminded him of him. Oh my gosh, that's, well, that's so really sweet. sweet. Wow. Can you imagine how valuable that is right now? Yeah. Groucho uh-huh. Marx? So that's very good to know. I like that. That's a great story. Oh. Okay. Um, I love Robert Downey Jr. Our DJ. And there was a guy who worked at uh, some high-end clothing store who has a story about him. So I used to work at this like really high-end clothing store. Robert Downey Jr. came in one year to Christmas shop. He was wearing this really cool jacket. So I was like, oh my God, that jacket, it's amazing. And he was like, ah, thank you so much. It's like the first time I've worn it. Fast forward, he finishes shopping and everything and we're helping him out to his car and he takes the jacket off and he gives it to me and he says, Merry Christmas. And this is it. And I have Robert Downey Jr.'s jacket. Oh my my God. I'm loving that. So sweet. This is great. And there's more. Give me another one. Okay. I want another hit of this. Okay. So, um, how about the story about Jimmy Fallon from a young lady? I was lucky enough to be in the live studio audience of the Jimmy Fallon show. And during the commercial break, he came right up to me and my friends and had a whole conversation with us. We're all college kids and communications majors. So he just talked to us about that and gave us some like genuine advice and how he kind of got to be where he is today. He seemed very genuine. And at a time when a lot of talk show hosts and late night hosts have rumors about them being really mean behind the scenes, it was really refreshing to have that experience with him. That makes me so happy. Steve, I'm sure there's plenty of people with stories about you. How poorly I treated them. Going, yeah, right? (laughs) And he was angry, and he's not that guy that he pretends to be on the radio and on TV. He's a real toothpaste. Oh, man. That's good. That (laughs) makes me happy. I think it's fun for you to say those stories. Okay, Steve. What's your best celebrity encounter you've had? Dolly Parton. I loved her. Boy, she's just really the real deal, isn't she? She really is. Um, Yeah, she came via bus to do an interview and then she because she doesn't fly i guess oh and she literally got back on the bus and drove back home she came in just to do an interview with wow. uh my partner and me and she could not have been more genuine more beautiful she looks like she's literally sewn into her outfit yeah you know <laughs> clearly she's had plastic surgery but up close you're like you're just beautiful. Yeah. She's just yeah. stunning. And so, you know, you talk on the air, but then you go to a commercial break. She was talking like she was your best friend. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, my gosh. And then I ran into this guy and just telling normal stories. Yeah. You know, and you're like, she's like your your Aunt Dolly. She was great. She was everything I wanted her to be. Anymore. Oh, oh, that's Made lovely. me so happy. How about you guys? Done? While we're sharing. 
Um, well, I don't know. You might not know. Thought, wow, awesome. Um, Elliot Yamin, he was on American oh, yes. Idol. Yes. He was my favorite. He still is my favorite. Great voice. Um, and so in Branson for a while at the Andy Williams Theater, they had for a whole summer a bunch of different American Idol and they would switch them out. They would have oh, like yeah. six or seven at a time. And so they came on my show, some of them to promote stuff. And um, they found out that I was a huge fan of his and he came in and brought me flowers. Oh my God. Then he That's invited awesome. me to the concert. He, I had front row center and he mentioned me during the show. He's like, Don McClain is here from the radio stand up. Aww. And then he sang to me. Oh, and That's like so a lot of songs and saying came up right to me and sang to me. He, we hung out with him backstage he kept in wow. touch with me. I mean, Aww, my boyfriend sweet. was kind of like, is this say, okay? Because I'm feeling kind of weird. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. did he he is ma- did very he, nice. Did he make a move on you? No. Okay. No, no. no. What? Sorry. It's a legit question. <laughs> uh, Steve, which one of your celebrity friends would you like to send a I shout know, out I'm trying to, to go through them all right now. Um, the Rock. No, you know, The Rock, <laughs> he's, he's great. You know what? The Rock, oh, you bring up The Rock. He makes you feel... Like he does that magic thing, makes you feel like you're the only person that like he's talking to that day. Yep. There's a row behind you, there was a row in front of you, and now he locks and loads on you and just gives you the good stuff. He knows that he is giving you great content. So yeah, I'll go with The Rock. Okay. Oh, cool. I love oh. it. Oh, nice. Whose show you still have not watched? Donna. Oh, yeah, Rock. Big fan, yeah. big fan, huh? All right, listen. All right, all right we're going to go. After the break, mm-hmm. we're going to um, say something because we've all seen something there was one particular uh fast food chain that put to the test the old saying all publicity is good publicity <laughs> right there's no such thing as bad publicity right. uh find out how they chose to celebrate international women's day and how it kind of sort of backfired on them uh we will reveal the offensive tweet so says twitter when we come back it's donna and steve on my talk morning and welcome back to the show the donna and steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment hey if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you see something say something with donna and steve if you see something say something come on and party tonight hey steve oh hey what's up donna hey what'd you see well, <laughs> I love Burger King. I love Burger King. Wendy's. I love Wendy's. Wendy's has a really great Twitter. They tweet out things that are funnier than you would expect. Really? All the time. <laughs> yes. On Twin Cities Live, we reached out to Wendy's Twitter to try to figure out who's behind your tweets. Can we talk to this person? We wanted to do an interview with them. They were that good. Wendy's is the king when it comes to tweets. No pun intended, but Burger King is not. And yesterday mm. was a good example. Okay. <laughs> it was International Women's Excuse me, Women's Day. Now, this is Burger King UK. Let's blame the Brits. Oh, okay. Totally different sense of humor. They decided to celebrate the day by tweeting, quote, women belong in the kitchen, period. So that was the whole tweet. They hit publish (laughs) and it went out into Twitter. We did laugh at this yesterday because our um, Facebook question was, who's a woman you admire? Yes. This being International, you know, Women's Day. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... We laughed, and I was like, it was Burger King UK. Yeah, Burger King is... Well, that's ah, weird. Ah, and then I thought they got hacked. 
not yeah, the they, case. They did not. So that was their standalone <laughs> to get people's attention. They're just joking around. They followed it up with other tweets saying, quote, if they want to, of course. So women belong in the kitchen, period. If next, they want next tweet. to. <laughs> if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio. Nice try. And they talked about a scholarship program for female employees, but it was too late. The first tweet got hammered all day. One person tweeted, quote, please don't use sexism as clickbait. And things got toxic when sexist trolls came out in full force to go after the people who had problems with the tweet. No! Burger King UK tried to defend the tweet at first. <laughs> Eventually, they wound up tweeting an apology. Quote, we hear you. We got our initial tweet wrong, and we're sorry. Oh, they deleted geez. the women belong in the kitchen tweet last night. Now, let's, let's play the consistency game, okay? Sure. So this comes out as tweets. So it's different. What if, pick your favorite comedian who's kind of brash, but you like him or her. And then they say that line, give a pregnant pause, and then go into a couple of these, you know, the truths that Burger King was going into. And then they make a deal about, see how we got you all riled up, but it was really about that. I don't know if Twitter would feel the same way as they do about the tweet, but they didn't like the tweet, and they made Burger King UK take down the tweet. I laughed when I read it. uh... And we didn't even see the follow-up. Yeah. No. no, we didn't see the phone. Okay. Just, just, I laughed just, and I was like, oh, shut up. It seems so dumb that it was like, okay, someone's doing this for some dumb yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 Anyway. It missed the mark. It's okay. It's okay. People it's get right. so serious. What's this Robin Williams story, Dawn? Oh, my gosh. Robin Williams, we just talked about how nice he was and gave that kid uh, an autographed um, the Groucho letters when he did a film with him. Yeah. Well, in his contracts in Hollywood, he would work in that if they wanted him to work on a film, they had to hire 10 homeless people. Oh my gosh. That is so yes. awesome. Yes. And give them a chance to build up a resume. And uh, maybe if they were in the industry, I don't know how they chose these people. I'm assuming they didn't just go down to the corner right and get right. somebody panhandling but or it could right. have been people who have been uh, you know you trying know, to get getting back into the workforce like mm-hmm. yes, yes exactly so he wanted to Centers. give people a chance to work their way back into working what a beautiful gesture i just yeah. love that that is really really sweet like oh, i said guys, i know that if you have 20 extra hours download the book called robin and listen to it on uh on a long ride up north or something like that okay. it's a really good exhaustive look at the life and career um and eventually the death of robin williams right okay i have a story uh that i don't know how you guys are going to feel about it i have mixed feelings um there's a woman who is 35 years of age and she <laughs> nice. just joined tiktok and apparently some people thought she was much older than 35 and she has a little something something to say about that so i made my first tiktok and i got this comment at first i was like i'm not really sure how to take this at all do they want to see what i looked like when i was five because in 1990 i was it says, let's Five. see you in the 90s. Mm. I'm like, no, no, that can't be it. We're not probably open with that kind of thing here. So then it dawned on me, this person thinks the same. Is that little bitch cashier at Ross that one day who informed me I qualified for the senior citizen discount? I'm 35. 
I'm 35. I understand that lots of people have found all these miracle lotions and stuff nowadays, uh. so women look just a lot younger than they usually do. But I am not one of those women. I'm a smoker, and I go tanning. Uh. So this is 35. Uh. Want you all to be aware. Oh, okay, geez. I don't feel kind of bad. Listen, I've walked into a um, a club before with yeah. some friends, yeah. and the kid working the door goes, "Oh, you look like my girlfriend's mom." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I look like this kid's girlfriend. Wow, that's awesome." And then I had another person that I worked with for years make a reference to Little Abner. The comic strip, and I go, I, I, I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about. And he's like, Oh, come on. And I go, How old do you think I am? He's like, I don't know, fifty. I was like thirty nine years old. He's <laughs> like, Okay, <laughs> bye. Uh, anyway, thanks, Don. I linked Thank that uh, that lady's video up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. Okay, uh, bye, Don. See you later. Bye, bye. Um. Bruno Mars apparently has to ask the Grammys to please, please let him perform. We'll get to that story coming up next.